Hello, Hillside. Hello. <laughs> We're getting good at that now. That's great. Well, wasn't the pageant awesome? It was so cool. I just love watching those kids. I, I love Christmas. I just love Christmas. I love it for the messages of wonder and joy that we get surrounding us in songs and in the movies that we watch and the parties that we go to together. I love it for the promises of good tidings and goodwill for everyone. A few years ago, though, I started loving Christmas for the smells that it brought. I've noticed that there are a lot of good smells surrounding Christmas, which helps us know that Christmas is on the way. There's, of course, the Christmas tree. Does anybody love smelling the Christmas tree? Oh, it's amazing. There's the candles. There's the cookies. There's the peppermint mochas from Starbucks. Then you've got the chestnuts roasting over open fires. And do we even do that anymore? I don't know, it's just in that song, so it must be a smell. <laughs> but for us in California, when we, when we smell rain coming, we know that winter is on the way. There are all sorts of smells in this season that make us aware and give us anticipation for Christmas. And life would be so boring if we couldn't smell, wouldn't it? Smells excite us, calm us, delight us, warn us, and remind us, and I just don't think Christmas would be the same without all the smells. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there going, what is he doing? Why is he talking about all of these smells? Well, it's actually biblical. God has a sense of smell. I mean, he gave us a sense of smell, and we are created in his image. Did you know that when you smell a smell, the smell cells in your nose are connected to the limbic system of your brain. You didn't think you'd come to church and get a science lesson, did you? But here we are. And the limbic system is part of your brain that governs, listen to this, emotions, behaviors, and long-term memory. So smell has power. And the same God who created this universe is also the same God who put sense in his universe. And that's the same God who developed the wiring for the limbic system of the human brain. All of this to say is that God has a sense to God. I love this. This is what the Christmas story is trying to get us to see. It's that the ultimate smell of the Christmas season is love. Now, do you want to know a secret to an impactful and meaningful life? Would you want to know a secret to an impactful and meaningful life? Okay, here we go. And I really believe this. Here is the secret to life. This is a secret of life, and it's this. Love smells good. Love smells good. Love especially smells good to God. The Christmas story is a factual event that documents the intersection of divinity and humanity. And because Jesus was present with us on earth, because he gave his life for us on the cross, because he rose from the grave, the aroma of love found in the life of Jesus is what has given us the ability to have full and complete access to the presence of God right here and forever. 
Jesus' display of love is what God calls a pleasing aroma. Love smells good. Love leaves a scent. Especially the kind of love that is willing to sacrifice something from yourself in order to add something to someone else. That's the most extravagant kind of love. Now, here's something embarrassing about me, and it's 100% true. I have a fear of smelling bad. (laughs) This is my fear. I'm serious. People usually don't want to hang around a person that smells like a dumpster. Uh, I want to smell good. And this stems all the way back to my freshman year of high school. Uh, During the summer, I was able to go on a mission trip to Spain. And in Spain, there was a cute missionary girl that invited me over to her house because we wanted to listen to American music. I show up, and she says, you smell good. And I had just bought this like brand new cologne that I was really excited. I don't know why I bought cologne for a mission trip, but you know, I was a freshman in high school. (laughs) But she goes, you smell good. And when she said that, I like turned inwardly and I was like, I must always smell good. (laughs) Yeah, I must always keep this up. Then when I got to college, I learned that scent is the strongest thing tied to memory. Smells unlock Memory. So if you used to go over to your grandparents' house and maybe your grandpa or grandma had a certain cologne or perfume that they wore and you go over, you smell it. If you smell that smell somewhere else, it brings you back to those times with your grandparents. Smells unlock memories. So I'm not going to lie to you. I know I smell good. I am told all the time that I smell good, and I don't think people are just being polite. I I just, random strangers will come up to me and go, you smell good. (laughs) Daniel, our worship leader, he smells me in the halls of the church. I walk into the church, and Daniel comes up, and he's he's going, you smell so good. And I'm going, I know. I get told I smell good so much. I get told that I smell good so much that I even have developed a catchphrase for myself. So someone will come up to me. This is like, I'm serious, this is baristas, the person taking my tickets at the movie theater, my wife. She tells me I smell good. But here's what I do. They'll go, Stephen, you smell good. And here's what I say, this is my catchphrase. I'll go, it's my legacy. (laughs) That's That's what I say. Because here's my thinking. If someone smells a scent that smells like me, they'll remember me. By me smelling good, I am actually leaving a legacy in other people's lives. (laughs) At least that's according to science. You guys, let me just have this, okay? Let me just believe this about myself. (laughs) Love smells good. When we love like Jesus, when we live to treat people the way Jesus has treated us, our life will smell good to others. And our lives will be a pleasing aroma to God. In a world filled with stinking news and foul deeds and odorous struggles for power, God has put you here and now in the world to give it a different scent of something glorious. So maybe you can be like me and you can try to smell good, but that's not a secret to life. 
That's just a reaction to the fear of smelling bad. The secret of life is to live a life filled with love. When you live a life filled with love, you leave a legacy that people will remember. You know, at the end of my life, I don't think people are going to gather around and I don't think anyone's going to say, you know that Stephen, he really smelled good. <laughs> if that's all people say at the end of our lives, then we missed it. I mean, thank you so much for the compliment. I was my honor to smell good for you on this earth, but is that all? Is that it? People won't remember the cologne or perfume you wore, but they will remember the fragrance of your life. People will remember your presence. They will remember your attitude. They will remember how much you loved or how little. If you love much, you will leave a legacy. If you love little, if all you love is yourself, if all you want for life is to get something or to gain a status instead of giving love to someone who could never repay you, then what's there to be remembered? Love smells good. So don't let another day go by where your life isn't marked by the fragrance of love. It is the very same fragrance that Jesus wore when he went to the cross to give us new life and make us whole. I don't think there's an accident that when we test a new smell, we're clicking our wrists together, like what Jesus did for us. This is why Christmas, I say, smells like presents. Every year we come around to a new Christmas. Every year we have the chance to experience this season. And every year is a chance for us to understand that the most important thing about Christmas is that Christmas is all about Jesus being present with us. And I don't think it's an accident. I'm going to give you a secret, okay? You're getting a lot of secrets from me today. I don't think it's an accident that the stuff I use to smell good is called bod. This is the stuff. Man, you can buy this for $7 at CVS. And it'll last you a long time. And you'll get good compliments. You know, I don't think it's a secret. When I was in high school, I used to spin through it. <laughs> oh, man. But this is pot. This is bod. And the story of Christmas, here's what I like to say, the story of Christmas is about God in a bod. That's the story of Christmas. It's God in a bod. It is the factual story of God becoming human. The gospel writer John puts it this way, John 1.14. So the word became human and made his dwelling among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. That's the story we're celebrating. There's this amazing word that we find in the writings of the prophet Isaiah. It's the word Emmanuel. And Isaiah uses it as a predicting word to predict the presence of of Jesus. Now, when Isaiah is writing this down, this is 800 years before Jesus. And this is what I like to call a pre-Christmas preparation. It is a little scent left by God for people to follow. And here's what Isaiah says. Isaiah 7:14. All right then. The Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, 
The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Emmanuel equals God is with us. Jesus is God with us. Jesus is God with us. I remember a a few Christmases ago, I was living in Kansas, and I was working at a church there, and I made a hashtag adulting decision. I decided that for that particular Christmas, I was going to stay in Kansas because I I was working at this church. I wanted to experience the Christmas Eve service that was going on. And normally what I would do is I would leave Kansas and I'd go to California where all my family was. But I thought, no, I want to experience what Christmas is like in Kansas. And so what I did is I went out and I bought a fake Christmas tree and I went into my house, a little house that I was renting, and I tried to decorate it to the best of my ability. But let's be honest, it was an eyesore. You didn't want to look at it. And I was just getting ready for Christmas. And then Christmas morning came and I was all alone. Uh, What I did is I I FaceTimed my family, and we opened up gifts together over a screen, but that just wasn't the same thing as being around people I love. I I refer to this Christmas as my lonely Christmas. It was by far the worst Christmas I had ever had in my life. I celebrated Christmas alone. It wasn't fun. It wasn't merry. It wasn't joyful. And for many, many people, that's how Christmas is. Christmas is full of struggle. It's full of reminders of what people don't have. It's full of tough family situations being reopened. It's hard to have a Merry Christmas when so many people are being haunted by the ghosts of Christmas past. And many people will go through this season and they're thinking, but God, I'm hurting God, my my family is out of control. God, I feel so distant from loved ones. God, I'm so worried about my future. And God, I am so lonely. And God is whispering through to us through the Christmas season. And what he's saying is he's saying, I know, but I'm here with you. I'm here with you. One of my all-time favorite verses is Hebrews 4.15. Here's what it says. This high priest of ours... Jesus understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. Here's perhaps the most comforting thing for me in moments of struggle, sorrow, and pain. It's really simple. It's that Jesus understands. Jesus understands. I forget this a lot. We're in church, so I hope I can be real with you. But I forget this a lot. I don't always feel like Jesus is actively involved in my life. Sometimes I feel like I'm just doing this thing called life all by myself and that Jesus doesn't really get it because if he would, he would fix all the things that I'm telling him are wrong. (laughs) But when I catch a scent of Hebrews 4.15... I am reminded that Jesus understands. He understands what it's like to be deserted, to be alone, to be doubted, just as much as he understands what it's like to feel comfort or smell something good or feel joy. 
It is so comforting to know that while I might struggle, I can know that Jesus understands me. He is present with me in my pain, comforting me. And while we might not ever fully understand our pain, Jesus is present with us, taking the bad and transforming us for good. Our attention in life should not be framed on what is wrong in us or what is wrong around us. Our attention should be framed by what is so right and so good about Jesus, trusting that he is at work in us, around us, and through us. And my hope for you is that this Christmas, you wouldn't find comfort in a present beneath a tree. My hope is that you would find comfort in Jesus' presence because he is with you and he is for you. And because of this, I hope that we would be gifts in people's lives, showing them the fragrance of Jesus' love because that's what our world needs more of. Our world needs more of the fragrance of our Savior's love. Uh, recently, I did something I never thought I would do. I was out in Broadway Plaza, Christmas shopping, and I, was, I smelled this delightful smell, and I saw this window display, and then I found myself walking into a store called Lush. <laughs> what a fun store name, Lush. I get into the store, and it was a terrifying experience. There were bath bombs, facial scrubs, moisturizers, but I went in thinking, hey, I'm going to get something nice for my wife. And I can neither confirm nor deny that I did that. <laughs> She's sitting right over there. <laughs> when I got into Lush, though, I felt extremely lost and out of place. I had no idea what I was looking for. I just smelled something pretty, and it made me think of my wife. <laughs> this Christmas season... You're going to find yourself walking by a store and you'll see something in the window display or you'll smell something like what I did with Lush and you're going to think to yourself, wow, I could go get that for so-and-so. The window display is an advertiser's best friend. In the business world, the window display is what gets you from moving by to walking in. The window display is what gets you into the store. Like, I'm not going to walk into Lush and then find myself in Best Buy. That would be really weird. And you're not going to go to Nordstrom to get a Sherpa sweater and find yourself in line at the Cheesecake Factory to get cheesecake. The window display is what gets you into the store. And this is the marvelous news about Christmas. It's that Jesus became the perfect display of God on earth. That's why I say Christmas smells like presents because Jesus comes to earth and he says, if you want to know what God is like, if you want to know what God cares about, then check me out. Jesus is saying, I am the window display of God. I am God, God in a bod, and my fragrance is love. And just like how a window display gets you into the store, Jesus is what gets God into us. So yes, let's go do our shopping, let's wrap our gifts, let's be merry while we're doing it, but the greatest gift of Christmas cannot be bought in a store, and it won't be found under a tree. 
The greatest gift of Christmas is not a present wrapped beneath a tree. It is God wrapped as a person. And Christmas is a time of joy, but it is also a time of searching. People are searching for comfort, for peace. People are searching to have friendships and family and to escape loneliness. People are searching for a place to belong. And the church has been commissioned by Jesus to be God's fragrance on earth. That's what we're about. You know, something that is hardwired into every single one of us is this thing called anticipation. It's anticipation because in our brains, we have this chemical called dopamine. We're getting so many science brain lessons today. It's awesome. Okay. The chemical dopamine gets released and it makes us happy. Here's the curious thing about dopamine and anticipation is that usually it peaks not when we get something, but just before. Just before, that's when it peaks. And so that's why the Christmas buildup is sometimes better than the actual day. That's why unwrapping gifts can sometimes be more exciting than the gift itself. And sometimes you smell a smell before you ever see it. And sometimes the interactions that we have with people will give them the fragrance of Jesus before they ever see the reality of Jesus. And like it or not, I believe that your life leaves a scent. And if smells unlock memories, what kind of fragrance do you want to leave with your life? The goal of a follower of Jesus is to activate God's sense of smell while we are on this earth. It's to live to be a sweet aroma of Christ to the earth. A couple years ago, I got an email from a journalism major at a university who had been at our youth group and she was writing a piece about Christmas and she asked me this question. She said, how has gift giving taken our focus off of Jesus at Christmas? I thought about it for a little while. Here's what I answered and I'll just tell you my story. I was born on Christmas Eve, 1224. That's my birthday. And uh, growing up, I got presents on my birthday, and then I got presents on Christmas. But as I got older, I don't get anything on my birthday anymore. I can, I, maybe I'll get one thing, whatever, I get one thing. Now, to make it even uh, more interesting for me is my dad is a pastor. So growing up, we, we would have this tradition where my dad and I would hang out, we'd do some shopping, but then the day would always get cut short, and we would always have to go to Christmas Eve services for the rest of the day. And so I got really bitter about the fact that my birthday was on Christmas Eve, and I never got the day to myself. So I started formulating a plan, and I decided that one year, this is how rebellious I am, one year I decided that I was going to skip Christmas Eve and I was going to spend the whole day by myself and for myself. And it was like, ooh. But I was standing in a candlelight service. <laughs> One year, holding the candle, singing Silent Night, all bitter that this was happening on my birthday. And it's like God whispered into my life. Here's what I heard. I heard God just go, Stephen, it's not about you. So every year, usually I'll go throughout my life and my day and people will say, when's your birthday? And I'll say, oh, I was born on Christmas Eve. And they go, oh, Christmas Eve, baby. Whoa, how's that going for you? Do you get a lot of presents? What's that like? And here's what I say. Here's my answer. I say, well, every year 
I'm reminded it's not about me. And that's the truth. And when I realize that I'm not the most important person in the room, I've found that that's when the most important things start to happen. Christmas is our reminder that the most important person is here. And his love for us is the most pleasing aroma you could ever smell. <laughs> do, do you guys smell that? It's beginning to smell a lot like Christmas. <laughs> Let's pray. Oh, God, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that he was born, not as some mighty king, some wealthy ruler. He was born just like every single one of us, grew up just like every single one of us. God, he was present with us on earth. You were present with us on earth. And God, as we go into this Christmas season, may we be reminded that you are still present, you are still active. You are still chasing us. We are not alone. We have purpose and meaning because of who you are and what you've done and what you are doing. So God, as we go into Christmas, may we, as your followers, be pleasing aromas to the people in our families, to the people at our work parties, to the people we interact with as we're buying gifts. God, may our lives leave a fragrance that is unforgettable because it is filled with your love. God, you are so good, and you love us so much, and I just pray that we would love the people around us like you have loved us. You are so awesome, and your awesome, awesome name. Amen.